It's Coffee Break! That's right, we're back. 99! It is the 99th episode. We Here we, at Coffee Break, where we sit on stools while you make a stool. <laughs> Jeez Louise, when did you think of that? How long have you been holding on to that? <laughs> uh, literally as I was coming up the stairs. Jeez. <laughs> God. Uh, we have no ideas for what we're going to do for 100. No, but... <laughs> We'll talk more about 100 after this. We're switching up the format. It's going to be the same, but it's going to be more fun, I think. Yeah. So basically, we're just going to hit this on the ground running. Uh, this will be a MCU-heavy episode. Yeah. A or Disney-heavy. A lot of things have happened. A lot of shows have uh, progressed to a point. Let's dive yes. in. <laughs> yeah. So the first one I want to start up with was last week, in the middle of the week, kind of Towards the end. Anyways, time's fuzzy to me all the time. Uh, it's almost irrelevant. Re- relevant? I, I can tell. <laughs> it's a bit of revenant for me, personally. <laughs> SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Guild. Yeah. Their talks broke down with the execs, and they had to walk away and figure it out. But the executives were saying the things that the actors are asking for here in this union mm-hmm. are unattainable. I heard it was only 2%. That's what... Like, that doesn't seem 2% that... 2% of the actors showed up? No, that's what they're asking for. <laughs> Just 2%. They already make a lot of money. Less than 2%. <laughs> it's really weird when you see an actor, like you recognize, and they're in like a normal apartment, and it's like, oh, they, they really aren't making... Uh, that much more money than than us common folk, huh? No, it's it's a it's almost a blue collar job if you really wanted to say it like that. Yeah, but with way less consistent hours. Yep. I guess less um, reliable hours. Yeah, you're not always gonna get a gig, mm-hmm. and then if you get a gig, it's not always gonna be the best one. Mm-hmm. So I think two percent is reasonable. It literally could only go lower by 1%. I had this theory about this. It's just a theory, so don't buy into it. If you do play around with it, <laughs> we are talking about people's livelihood here. Mm-hmm. But here, here it is. The writers got through. Yes. And it's only, what, a three-year contract? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes me wonder what's going to happen in 2027, or does it run out in 2020? Yeah, it should be 2027 when that runs out. All the writers just... Do it again? I, like, overthrow <laughs> the executives. <laughs> I don't be know. A little coup? I mean, I guess three year Having a three-year contract and having to refigure things out is better than being stuck in, like, a ten-year contract and having to wait for a very long time to rehash things back out. I Yeah, yeah, things... Especially with technology moving as fast as it is. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, in this theory, and you can poke a hole, I'll poke one right here, is that the actors don't have anything to work with if the writers haven't written yet. Yes. Now, here's the hole I'll poke that you probably are feeling right now as you're listening to this. Um, a lot of these projects are already written. Yeah. So, yes, there's that. It's also like, you know, uh, the actors can't do anything if the writers haven't written anything yet. But also, it doesn't matter how much the writers write if there are no actors to perform the things they're writing. You know? Mm-hmm. They we, we, they all need each other. <laughs> True. 
it, it is a symbiotic relationship. Unless you're dealing with the executives, anyway. Then uh, it's a parasitic relationship. Yes. <laughs> I felt like, wasn't there like a worse one? No, parasite is the worst one. There's a, one where like one benefits. No, that's parasite. And then there's one where like it's neutral. And then there was one where they both benefit. I don't remember. You know what the, the <laughs> they both benefit one is? Uh, isn't that one symbiotic? It's symbiotic. Yeah. Because Venom's a symbiote. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's a benefit for both of them. I think it is mostly a benefit for Venom. I, I think it is arguable whether or not Eddie Brock he gives him... <laughs> is in a better place. <laughs> Regardless of who Venom's attached to, he gives them quite a benefit of power. I guess if that's... I guess. But at what cost? Mentally? Emotionally? Criminally. <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. Are you quoting Thanos? Yes. <laughs> that, that's your Thanos impression? <laughs> Perfect Josh Brolin, I'm gonna say. Didn't Josh Brolin also play Venom at one point in time? What? Mm, maybe not. No. Nope. I thought of a different person. <laughs> Anyways, back to my theory. Yes. Also, we're in fall. This We're halfway through October already. Uh-huh. Just... Bam, like that. I would snap, but it would spike the, the whole thing. It would yes. be a nightmare. Yes. <laughs> um, and when you're in the industry and you get to the holidays, mm-hmm. most of them actually just stop. And yeah. they just spend time with their families. Mm-hmm. And so it's a dead season. All the way from, no puns intended, it's just literally there's nothing going on in Hollywood. That's why. From November to January. And in February, they start doing all the... Arguably starting with October, which is why a lot of, like, classic TV channels would have the big, long marathons of, like, replaying classic movie marathons of, like, oh, Halloween nights and then 25 days of Christmas because yep. then they didn't need to make new content. Yep. They could just play the old and ones. if they did, they made it back in, like, July. Yeah. When and you it's watch... already been edited and ready to go. Nothing I love more than watching, like, the cooking, like, the Christmas-themed cooking special shows, like... Christmas Great British Bake Off or whatever and it's you're just sitting there watching them in their set that's covered in all this like Christmas stuff and it's just sunny as hell outside. and you know it was like July when they filmed it <laughs> they're like sweating bullets like yeah it's really cold in December everyone's wearing like t-shirts <laughs> there's like grass and flowers everywhere <laughs> now that that's my theory is perhaps even if they came to a conclusion to it mm-hmm there wouldn't be much to actually do. I think it would be like trying to get a jump on as many things as possible yeah, in preparation. Yeah, but then you're going to have to deal with the holidays. Yeah. And there's so many different people who work in Hollywood that have different uh, religious beliefs mm-hmm. and, and that, cultural differences. That like goofs up schedules a lot. Yep. It's just a hard time for scheduling in general. For even just us common folks, let alone the people making your movies. <laughs> yeah. So that that was just kind of my idea. Obviously, it's less that and more just villainy. You, 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 you were so self-depreciative towards your own theory. Like before you even uttered any words of your theory, you were already putting it down. <laughs> you need to have a little bit more confidence. <laughs> well, no, it's just an idea. It, 
it doesn't mean much ultimately in the end, right? No, more confidence, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm having an idea and I'm just stating it. We're I have a platform, I'm going to use it. We're spitballing. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to be some crazy dictator or executive producer for Disney. No, it's just, it's just a rumor. You just, you can believe in your own theory. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I am sad for them and... Yeah, I hope it gets figured out. It, it has to. It has to. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Yes. Like... You're going to AI everything? Ugh, That's not going to work. It's going to look real ugly for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, with the writers back, we got talk shows back. Which... Yeah. Oh, did you hear about Drew Barrymore? What happened? All of her writers quit because she was trying to cross the picket line. So she just waited like seven days. She would have been able to get back on air. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> you know who still has his writers and is going stronger than ever? Who? John Oliver? John Oliver. Man, he's... Yes. God. Oh, was there a new episode yesterday? I'm sure there was. We should watch it. We Every watch. Sunday. It, it's our talk show. If you're new here... It's the one we watch. Is the only one we watch. Yes. You can find it on uh, Max. I can't stand most late night talk shows. Me either. I hate Jimmy Kimmel. Hey, you know what's funny is when people talk about how like vile and vicious they are, mm-hmm. right? John Oliver's name is never up there. Yeah, they never because he was actually. And he's really the one who good. always wins the damn Emmy too. He does for a good reason. I mean, he's the one donating. He's the one like like playing chicken with an entire town. To make fun of them for their haberdasheries, but also like donating millions of dollars to help them. Thousands. <laughs> Still, like, like it's weird. <laughs> and, and the whole thing was, you won't do it. You won't name your uh, sewage plant after me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out for it. And they named it after him. And then he still did a and lot of And he showed donations. up and did it, yeah. <laughs> really cool. What, what fun. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that bumps me out. Uh, but back into Hollywood. Okay. And the, the fallout of superheroes. Because mm-hmm. the age of superheroes is over. Yeah. It's done. Whew. Where do we start? <laughs> so, actually, I'm going to start with the DCEU. Oh, really? What's going on with them? So, it's over. Other than a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Again, like I said, we're, we're here at the break of the precedence. No, 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 not only was that not the phrase you were looking for, but precipice, precipice is the word you wanted. So just pretend I said that and I sound way smarter than I actually did. Um, anyways, concept art for Aquaman 2 came out. Oh, is it lovely? I imagine it'd be nice. No, it's just your usual concept art where it looks like somebody drew hard lines and then someone watercolored in between them shittily. You want to know the worst concept art I've ever seen? I saw very recently, too. Stick figures? It was for 101 Dalmatians. I'll show you later. If you're listening to this, just look up 101 Dalmatians concept art. It's remarkable how... Like, I get they were going for, like, a, like a, a simplistic style as a a reason but man not good (laughs) so what were you saying yeah 101 dalmatians is concept art sorry there's a hard cut there dogs (laughs) he was literally eating one of the wires under my desk luckily it wasn't plugged in but he destroyed it um that could have been bad so he got kicked out yep which uh 
of the house no. and family. No. He's back on the streets eating trash where he belongs. No. Or somebody else's wires. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Oh, it, that's at the end of it. It was just the uh, concept art for 101 Dalmatians is lazy looking. Um, but yeah, you were talking about Aquaman. Aquaman 2's concept art. Yeah, so it was a picture. It's hard to see too much going on, but there was a lot. On one side of the picture, Aquaman's ship came up. Okay. And it was like on street level. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, do you remember in Justice League, Batman had that weird machine that was like a crab or spider? Yeah, I do. That, that was on the other side of the, oh, the sidewalk. So Batman was supposed to be in it? Yeah. And uh, up on the building, there was like some alien thing. I don't know what it was. It just looked weird. Figures that. But it looked like there was going to be commotion. And because it came up to the surface and started attacking, Batman also showed up. Anyways, as I was reading that, here's the weird thing. They've had Ben Affleck show up on set for Aquaman 2. Okay. They did reshoots. They had Michael Keaton show up and they did reshoots. (sighs) And then they just scrapped the idea completely. Oh, man. Jeez. And so this was the concept art that proved that this actually might have happened. It was an idea they were committing to for too long. And apparently, (laughs) as I was reading about this, they were like, so in Aquaman 1, those scenes of Justice League where Bruce shows up and he's trying to recruit Arthur. Mm -hmm. And Arthur's like, go away. There's nothing here like that. Yeah. That was supposed to be an Aquaman. Oh, really? And that they felt like it was too much for Aquaman. Because they were like, why would we throw Batman in there? And then distract the audience for looking at Batman instead of Aquaman. Well, it could be at the end. Like when, um, with the the end of The Amazing Hulk, where we see Tony talking about something, whatever. And we're starting to set up the idea of the Avengers. Also, like... Nick Fury's running around talking What'd to everybody. What'd you call it? The Amazing Hulk? Is that how it was called? The Incredible Hulk. I was, I knew it was one of them. <laughs> the Fancy Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so. They, apparently Batman was supposed to be in both of them. Just weird cameos throughout the movie. No wonder Ben Affleck always looks tired and sad. Because he's running around to all these stupid sets. And then he keeps getting cut out of the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The poor dude. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was looking at that and I was a little frustrated because I was like, why do you keep bringing these very expensive actors to play these very expensive characters and then just not using it? I was thinking about that. It wasn't about um, uh, DC, but I was thinking about bringing in an actor to do like one or two lines. Specifically, I was thinking about Ruby because mm-hmm. I was like, you brought in Aaron Dismook to voice Oscar. And he said two, he said one word. I was like, really? <laughs> How much did you have to pay him for that? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, video games. Microsoft has finally finished buying Activision Blizzard for nine, uh, 69 million, billion. Sorry. It, they actually Jesus. did it. And they used the funny number too. Yep. They said, uh, 69. <laughs> So now Microsoft has built this triple A developers party that's under their umbrella. I get like they they started with Bethesda. You can argue they started with Rare back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
no. Rare known for making uh, Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts, arguably the best one of the series. I will. And I will. Pinata. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did do Viva Pinata. <laughs> and they Wait. are not known for much more than that. <sighs> oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they got Bethesda, and now they've just acquired Activision Blizzard. Which means they own WoW and uh, Call of Duty. So there were those weren't great games to begin with. Oh, and Overwatch, sorry. Yeah. My oh bad. wow, amazing, oh. <laughs> great Overwatch. The the story of how they tried to make a sequel and no one wanted it, and then the one thing people liked about the sequel they got rid of. <laughs> yep, great team. How did this company get sold? <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> Here, let, let's ruin WoW for the 70th time yep. in its runtime. <laughs> well, the interesting thing to me is in that email that leaked with Phil Spencer, who is the CEO of Xbox, mm-hmm. he said the Paramount moment, he used the word Paramount, was buying Nintendo. And now, supposedly Nintendo has laughed that off. Yes. Which is pretty hilarious to me. Yes. <laughs> A bunch of guys making kids games going... Yeah, you can't even keep up with us. With the bro box? Really? (laughs) Let's go back to making our Princess Peach game. Yeah. And then Capcom has come forward recently Mm -hmm. after this, and they said, we will turn down every offer. Yeah, I feel like... So even Capcom's like, nope, we're going to stay who we are. We don't want anything to do with this. This is not right. I can't imagine. Other than being in complete dire straits, would you be compelled? Why didn't they go after Rockstar? Maybe Rockstar didn't... I think Rockstar's bigger than Xbox. Maybe Rockstar didn't... uh, Not bigger than Microsoft, but I'm willing to bet Rockstar... They wanted to they could put a whooping on them you know are they because like is rockstar struggling right now no they take way too long to make games yeah that's the problem because like, they're the they're the i don't want to say indie guys but they're, they're the guys not indie. <laughs> they're uh christopher nolan yeah you know, it takes three years but you're gonna get something good three years when was the last time rockstar came out with a game well i was using it as an <laughs> example of nolan's work mm-hmm <laughs> As for Rockstar, what was the last game? Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah, and that came out, what, five years ago? It was before the pandemic. I remember that. Yes, the Pandy Wandy. Yes, 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 the personal pan pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a long time ago. They they, they kind of keep themselves afloat by, like, quote-unquote, remastering GTA, which did not make it look any better. <laughs> and they just came out with the remaster of Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who does Naughty Dog? Naughty Dog just announced they're going to re remaster Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. It's still playable on current consoles. What are you remastering? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, there isn't a PS5 version. The version that was on Power On, yes, you can check it out. I did a full playthrough of it. it was on PS4. It was for the PS4. Don't you don't need a remaster? It just release it for the next generation, like how you can now but, play but Red Dead Redemption better. on the Switch. <laughs> they yes. didn't remaster it; they're just releasing it. <laughs> uh, Naughty Dog is Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony has uh, some really big heavy hitters in there, which is kind of fun because I feel like Xbox, at least 
Phil looked at Sony and said, that's our direct competitor, which it is. Yes. He claimed that his console was more powerful than the PS5, which... Okay. <laughs> Technically. Jeez. It is. I... But I don't see any videos of full-grown men getting an Xbox, hugging the box, and then wiping away tears as their loved one is holding them. As someone who... This is a real video. A man bought a PS5 and cried in the store. Yes. And it's it, beautiful. He didn't even buy games. He just bought the console. <laughs> I remember when I picked up my console. Yeah. I was fucking happy. Uh, as someone who picks Nintendo, who notoriously has had less than amazing processing power, the argument of, oh, but ours, ours runs better has never cared like i've never cared about that that argument i am playing baldur's gate 3 on my computer and it chugs it is chunky nothing is uh, every time a character says a line of dialogue they finish their dialogue and we linger awkwardly on them as they finish going through their body motions and facial expressions for like twice as long as the duration of their dialogue lasted yes. <laughs> way too long so but i'm fine with it so I don't care, <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> also, the funny thing about Capcom saying we won't do that, mm-hmm. they have a special deal with Sony where when they release things, also uh, Square Enix has this too. Mm-hmm. When they release their new games, it's for the PlayStation 5. I do feel a bit like Capcom was just like, like Capcom's watching, you know, Microsoft walk over and flirt with Nintendo, and then walk over and flirt with Activision, and then Capcom's like, I, I would, I would say no too. Like, like, listen, no one was flirting with your Capcom. <laughs> no, Capcom's got some really crazy good IPs. They do. That's the best one, Resident Evil. Monster Hunter, which we've been getting back into. Yep, Monster Hunter. Uh, Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okami. Ace Finch. A- uh, uh, Ace Attorney? Ace Attorney. <laughs> attorney Ace. Ace Attorney. His name's Phoenix. Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it makes sense that Microsoft would ruin a lot of what Capcom, like, Microsoft would try to overhaul the whole process of creating the RE engine when yeah, they, really they took their time, and it is so beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. It works on the Switch. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the information. Now we're going to go straight into Disney+. Plus. Yeah, well, we're bouncing back to Disney. Um, Last week. Yes. We got the first episode of season two, Loki. Yeah, and we had generally positive reviews for it. We enjoyed it. We thought it was a really good opening episode. So we came back the next week, this week. Yep. For episode two, The Variant. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> and... Dog turds. Hot. Hot dog turds. <laughs> you and I... We're laughing so hard about how bad it was done. It was like, it was, it was so weird as I just became more and more befuddled realizing how bad it was. <laughs> there was so much going on, but nothing going on. We jumped, we suddenly jumped into like the middle of the next step for the plot, yep. I guess, about this loser dude named Brad who we've never seen before. Like, he's just been introduced last episode. I think 
Brad. Brad was in season one. But he m- must not have been that important because I don't remember him. I He rings no bells in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, he's in the 70s. He escaped, uh, ran off because they found out they're all variants and yeah. life doesn't matter. Yeah, he did that suddenly. And they're chasing him down suddenly. Because <laughs> he's not responding. We're learning this is their mission as they're doing it, which, you know, is great. (laughs) Before the title sequence shows up, there's seven minutes. They find Brad at a premiere, red carpet premiere in London Mm -hmm. for his new horror movie, whatever. Yeah. And then he takes off running on them. So Morbius chases him down on foot, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Morbius tries to get to him and Brad bests him. Yes. And then Loki shows up and then Loki chases him on foot. Yeah. Now, forget... That he's a magical god from a different world and dimension and all that. He chases it on foot. Oh, you don't need to forget that Loki does that. Because after an arbitrary amount of time chasing him, he just starts busting out all his magical tricks. Yep, <laughs> does all of them. Like duplications. Yeah, shadow things. Uh, but don't you worry. When we get to the later part of this episode, where there's a big important fight sequence, Loki's gonna forget about... All of those magical abilities he just showed off in the beginning of this episode. It was probably one of the worst scenarios I've ever seen where a chase scene led to a brief moment of dialogue back to a chase scene. Yeah, and the brief dialogue... And that was the opening of the episode. The brief dialogue, it was just like, come on, Brad, come back with us. It was like chasing, chasing, chasing. Come on, Brad, don't be this way. Don't worry, I got him. And then we just go back to chasing. It was like, why did we stop for this? (laughs) It feels... Almost like there wasn't a script. If I didn't know any better, I would think they were just coming up with this on the seat of their pants. And they probably were. And they probably were. <laughs> Eventually, it comes to a point. Tell me if I'm missing anything in between here. If you if you are, it's not important. Where Morbius <laughs> uh, is kind of ranting about he's angry... About being a variant, obviously. But he's not saying it. He wants to, like, he doesn't want to know what his life was before he was a variant. Yes. Which I feel like this is a very, like, boring story beat to follow. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, that's not your life, though. Yeah. So why bother? <laughs> why care? <laughs> they wander through the hall, which would usually lead them to Obi. Yeah, it's the it's... same exact hall. Yeah, but it doesn't. It leads them to a cafeteria where it's just pie. Yes. So they sit down and they eat key lime pie. Yeah. And they talk for, I want to say, an hour. Way too long. <laughs> oh my god. It's talking so much, yet say very little. And it's it's one of these things where I can just tell the, the director was like, this is a comedy moment. Just riff with each other. Like, like, be funny. Like, rather than giving them, like, scripts to be funny with. It's just like, you guys are comedians. Be funny. And so you just see them kind of just shooting the shit as characters. Yes. Just trying. <laughs> now, when you watch this episode, and I'm, if you're a film student or you really enjoy film, I recommend you watch it just for how bad this actually is. It, yeah. Because you'll see Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And... He's got his pie in front of him, and you can see he's playing around with it, but then you find out he's actually not. There's a dollop of whipped cream next to it. Very noticeably. <laughs> and he's just playing with the whipped cream and occasionally licks the spoon. Yeah. Well, you will see Owen Wilson's Morbius and Morbius mm-hmm, mm-hmm. actually eat 
some of the pie. So I could assume maybe uh, diet, maybe diet options. You know, <laughs> I don't know though. And it's something to do, you know, to make it feel more natural. But it doesn't. It lingers way too long. It does. And you literally see shots of him just playing with whipped cream. And okay. the worst part mm-hmm. is that Loki isn't eating pie with a fork. You're so hung up on this. <laughs> or a spoon. It's a spork. They're in a cafeteria. Cafeterias usually have sporks rather than spoons or forks. Because it's cheaper to just get the one utensil. At least he's not eating it with a knife like a madman. (laughs) Actually, that would make more sense if he was. (laughs) Using his magical knives to carve it up and eat it. I think that... uh, Pie? (laughs) Yeah, everyone loves pie. Come on, Sam. I think it would have been fine. Like, if Tom Hilson... It's a supernatural. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because Dean loves pie. Oh. And he's always telling his brother. Okay. Yeah, I... Okay, well, we, we missed if, it. If Tom Hiddleston didn't want to eat the key lime pie, there was no... He didn't have to. Like, they, he didn't need to also be eating pie in the scene. It could have just been sitting there and could have been not water. touching it. Yeah. yeah. It could have been anything. It just it just reeks of... No one thought of that. No no extra care went into... No, no even thought. that scene, let alone the rest of it. And they whip out... The, so they go to interrogate Brad, and it's so boring. Brad has this whole stupid, like, villain monologue type deal. Like, I'm smarter than you. I've got it figured out. And yet you're just staring at this, like, loser nobody Brad that I don't know. (laughs) Your monologue means nothing, dude. I don't know who you are. (laughs) And Brad, at that point in his monologue, insults Loki about his mother. Yeah. Which I was like, Loki will kill you. Yeah. And he doesn't. Also, I thought... And I was like, why? Do it. But he says, like, one thing to, to Morbius. Who's and Morbius been, bitch slaps him. Yeah, he's been so level-headed, and the thing he says to Morbius doesn't even feel like that, like, big of an insult, you know? No. <laughs> and he doesn't say anything about B-15, I think that's her name, the other lady. He doesn't insult her at all. It's just our two main heroes. Yep. She gets really sadly sidelined all episode. So then they bring in a torture device. Yeah, they, they wheel in this thing. We have no idea what it is. It's, they haven't it, mentioned it before. How do you describe it? It's like a it a, a lawnmower. It looks like a large vacuum, maybe. Yeah. What it does is you press a button and it makes a cube magically appear. It's a prism. And then it you can crush someone with it. So so we don't know what it is. No. And so Loki. Turns it on. And to freak out Brad, Mm because he's locked Morbius out, right? Yes. He shrinks the table that Brad was sitting at. And he puts the prism around it and then shrinks it and it remains shrinking. Yes. Or shrunken, right? Yeah. Shrunken keen. Shrunk aside. Are you referencing something? I'm just trying to figure out, is it shrunken? Shrank. Shrink a shrunk a sigh. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then he does it to Brad and he starts crushing Brad. Brad's fine. But <laughs> Brad never changes size. No. The, it they did a very poor job and like it's implied, exemplifying what this machine yeah, did. Because it's implied that if Loki crushed him, he would have just crushed him. He wouldn't just be small. Yeah. But yet the table turns small so even when they showed us the example of what this machine does 
it still wasn't what it actually did. It's also it feels like a like a pandemic filmed scene. They never get too close to each other. Everyone's noticeably in different shots. It's like when you realize um, the guy who plays Vigilante in Peacemaker was initially a different person. And then you start realizing you don't see shots of that actor in frame with the other actors until episode, like, four, where he was more signed on to the uh, project. And they had to do reshoots to make him fit into what they had filmed beforehand. The whole episode feels like that. Of people weirdly not interacting with each other close enough to make it look like they're all just acting against green screens and got like merged together mm-hmm. weirdly, which gives a horrible flow to the dialogue. It makes Loki's threats and Brad's monologue feel empty. Yep. <laughs> so Brad eventually tells them where Sylvia is, the other Loki, yeah. the female Loki, right? Which we care about. And she's in a different <laughs> universe where she works at McDonald's. I wonder how <sighs> much money Disney had to give to get McDonald's to be a sponsor for this season. <laughs> I think it's a partnership. That's how it used to be when we were kids and you can buy Happy Meal toys oh, I, and they would be Disney. I feel like we haven't seen a lot of McDonald's lately as advertised. It's usually Burger King is the thing. Yeah, I don't think McDonald's is doing well as a company. Maybe if they ever had anything new or interesting. But they do. Not just They have so- the mumbo sauce. Not sauces. And sweet and hot <laughs> jam. Not sauces. Sauces is boring, McDonald's. <laughs> so... <laughs> So they go to find Sylvie, and they have a very... Okay, so they're in the middle of this, like, finally. Loki has... He's reunited with her. It's this tense, emotional moment where they're both angry, but he's also scared, and she's scared. And he's breathing too hard. He breathes so much. <laughs> like, huge pauses in dialogue. Yes, it's really annoying. And, and she's just like, I'm not going to help you. You screwed me over last time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... In the middle of them, like, like hard cut. Back to fucking Brad. Sorry, I swore. But it's worth it. Back to fucking Brad. So we do it again. <laughs> and Morbius. And Morbius is eating food. Riffing again. <laughs> and, and Brad reveals that it's a setup. Brad's dialogue's terrible. Because they land and Brad's like... The only thing he does for like 15 minutes is, We gotta get out of here. Come on, I wanna go. We gotta go. I wanna leave. Come on, I wanna go. Finally... Sylvia like pushes him once and he's like it's because there's they're gonna prune all the all the timelines it's like why didn't you say that yeah you should have started with that right away like why (laughs) so the evil german lady who worked for the tva has decided was that not how you describe her i i is she german (laughs) she looks german she was in game of thrones okay so she's a very specific German. <laughs> and, her name's Docs in the story. <laughs> and she took away a lot of the agents of the TVA. Okay. And so we hard cut, almost like we skipped a couple pages. We're suddenly in a new location. Yep. They immediately know where this location is. They show up there. It's so sudden. Sylvie, who was just in the last scene saying she's not going to help them. 
is there, picks up a sword. Yeah, she has her outfit on. She, like, magicked her outfit on her in a heartbeat, like, yep. as they were leaving the McDonald's well, parking lot. They're, they're magical. I, I'm willing to forgive it, but it was still weird and lazy. <laughs> We've seen Loki do that before. Sure. Well, usually he shoots out the, the light, yeah. and then he changes. Maybe nothing, she did. I don't know. It was so dumb. Nothing will ever beat um, them walking up, holding an umbrella, <laughs> And the brothers have, like, a bolt of lightning as they land back in Asgard. And now they're back in their, like, Asgard outfits. Yeah, and their umbrella. His umbrella is now the hammer. Mjolnir. Cool. <laughs> Mjolnir had a cameo this week, by the way. It did. It we'll did. get there. We'll get there. We were still ranting about Loki. <laughs> and so they see the agents just going in with bombs into these doors. And they're just killing off these timelines, yeah. right? Okay. Another thing that confused me. I thought Docs was in control. I thought she was like she's not still like in a position of power, and this was just the actions of their militarized force. No, no apparently this is like a rogue faction who splintered off and was doing this, which doesn't make sense because B fifteen and Brad watched Docs and her splinter group leave to do this and they did absolutely nothing they just sat there and watched them leave sadly which is what made me think it was a militarized force because it's like they can't do anything about it they'll be court-martialed or whatever imprisoned because docs has the military evaporated but no they just sat there and watched this lady leave and did nothing about it (laughs) so then sylvie loki morbius come out and start fighting yeah and they're they're doing their action stuff and everything and it's not enough and so Loki standing next to Sylvie. She goes, fine, we'll do this. They hold hands. Yeah. And then they stomp one foot each. And they shoot out this green wave of magic that just eliminates the room. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you just start with that? Also, why? Like, you would think the magical powers we saw him displaying in the beginning of the episode. There should have been so many Lokis. Was going to be like a tie-in to how they handled this. Like, have him make a bunch of clones to run into the the prune doors to stop the, the soldiers who were going out to do that. But no, he doesn't do anything cool. They showed us all his cool abilities, and then anti-Chekhov gunned themselves, Yep. and didn't use any of them for this final fight of the episode. <laughs> so, they arrest Docs. Yeah. And then, they watch all the timelines die, which means the MCU is no longer yeah. alive. Well, not all of the timelines. Apparently some made it out. But somehow, Sylvie's <laughs> able to go back to her timeline. Yeah. <laughs> What else is there? That that was kind of it. It was really stupid. It was really dumb. Oh, another thing that happened. So the reason they're jumping around trying to find... The reason they're interrogating Brad. So they get this tempad from Brad. And they go to Obi. And they're like, can you open this tempad for us? And he's like, I'm handling my time loom thing. That's more important. I can't handle the tempad. So they just completely... Even though he can do it. And he apparently can do it very easily... They just abandoned that idea entirely and instead decided to threaten Brad with his life. And I'm like, I feel like Obi could have just diddled with it for a second and would have been done in five minutes rather than wasting the entire episode interrogating this guy. (laughs) And you just reminded me of something. Mm -hmm. The comedy. Yeah. There's probably seven jokes in there. Only one lands. And that one 
is pretty damn funny. Which one was it? It was Owen Wilson. Knock, knock, who's there? Oh, that was funny. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really funny. Uh, it makes sense for the context that it's in. Uh-huh. But, like, when Obi meets... Who's the janitor guy? Perry. Perry? Yeah. And Perry's like, you wrote the handbook? And he's like, yeah, you read it? And he's like, I practically memorized it. And they're, like, in the middle of, like, what should be a really intense conversation. Uh-huh. But, haha, comedy, let's do it. And it's like, stop. I Perry's Stop doing this. Another one where I'm like, did you even give him a script? Did, or did the writer, did the director just say, be funny. Say funny things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awful. A terrible. I did not expect a show that was decent for its first episode to completely immediately just destroyed everything man and i was hopeful i was i was like surely this won't be like secret invasion maybe it'll be better <laughs> secret invasion was better secret invasion was awful it was oh my god so what's wrong with the mcu tv shows they don't have a showrunner. So that's a very interesting thing. They, they, it's come to light that they, they don't have pilots either. They don't have pilot. They don't have show bibles. Nope. Which explains why things just well, what, happen. What's a show bible? It's where all the important lore and like other important elements are kept. Like, uh, like thematic themes will be written down so you don't accidentally like jumble up your themes. Yep. Uh, like outfit designs will be laid out in there. Uh, important story beats and story yep. structure. If you have an animated show, like one of my favorite ones is in the story bible for King of the Hill. It talks about how they they can't blink and talk at the same time. They have to stop talking and then blink. And that's like laid out in how they wanted the animation to look in the show bible, just to help make everything consistent. Okay. It was something like that. <laughs> and it gives it its unique style. Mm-hmm. When James Gunn and Peter Safran became the co-CEOs of DCU, mm-hmm. they spent months sitting down mm-hmm. and they wrote out a Bible. Yeah. And they have it. And that's actually a really good sign towards the future because now it's been written down. Especially... They thought about it. Especially for stories as complex and interwoven as DC and Marvel, you would think a show Bible would be paramount. (laughs) But apparently, you can just fly by the seat of your pants here at at Disney. (laughs) So one of the weird things that came up about this Marvel showrunner thing Mm -hmm. was that uh, the guy who was doing Daredevil has been fired. Yeah. But he's the head writer. These, they, I heard the problem was that there was too much of the legal stuff and not enough action stuff. Yes. And I'm like... In which, in this report that I was reading, mm-hmm. Daredevil would not don his costume until episode four. And I'm going to be honest, I like the legal stuff. Like, I want to see yeah. Law and Order, but it's Daredevil. <laughs> and I want to see him hunting down Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not working out. They knew that. Yeah. So they got rid of him. I don't know what that means for the rest of the series. I, is, this, is it even going to ever come out? Ever? <laughs> Apparently they're scrapping other shows. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, mm-hmm. back in July, was like, uh, this is not working. People aren't watching it. You're diluting everything with how much TV shows you're bringing out. Yeah, there was a, the, it was like a couple, two, two, three years ago? There was like a new Marvel show every other month. It was crazy. When they started, yeah. Yeah. And now it's we have the two 
And they both sucked dick. <laughs> don't worry, Marvels is still coming. God. I don't. I, every time I see a trailer, it looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's box office trolls. Box office trolls. Woo. So on top of, on the topic of Disney and its failures. We were watching Ahsoka. We got caught up. I goofed. It was my fault. I thought we had one episode left. No, we had three. Yep. <laughs> I told you this is gonna be a two and a half hour adventure. Well, I was. I thought it was one episode, and so I'm like, oh, we'll just bang it out real quick, and we'll be we'll be done with it. <laughs> so the only thing I want to bring up, besides the boring dialogue that is very reminiscent of Loki, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the two main guys that we were after. The bad guys are after Thrawn. Yeah. And the good guys are after Ezra. Yes. Thrawn shows up. With no fanfare. Like, yeah, there's a lot of soldiers standing near him, but it just kind of, like, and he's here. And he's also a pudgy guy. And I was like, is this supposed to be important? Because it, it doesn't feel <laughs> jazzed up with music or something. Add some lights. It's a very desaturated show. Yes. Very gray, which I hate. Mm-hmm. It's space fantasy. <laughs> you throw some saturation in here. <laughs> and then we find Ezra, who's just been chilling. Yeah, and no big fun reunion. They just kind of like like awkward smile at each other, like I knew you'd find me. There you are. Like this is the scream, cry, hug, do something. <laughs> yeah. uh, and for a good chunk of that show, you forget that Ahsoka is even a character. Yes. Oh my god. Where did she go? <laughs> she she was, went to follow them. She was there the whole time. And then and then where would she go? <laughs> it is weird because I remember the robot guy, David Tennant. Hugh Yang. He was there. And she Hugh. was with him. Yang Hugh. So why was he there but not her? <laughs> where, where is she? <laughs> we started the, the last episode, but I was too tired. And I was just like, I'm not having this. Okay. My favorite part? My favorite part. So Hera, who was my favorite character... She didn't do enough to be ruined by the oh, show. yes. So she she did this big thing. She went off against orders. She did this whole thing that's bad. You might get court-martialed. You might get arrested. This is very, very bad. And then she's standing before the council to, like, atone, like, like doing her court trial or whatever. And then off-screen, Leia was like, no, it's fine. And then she sent C-3PU to be like, no, it's okay. Leia off screen. C-3PO. Whatever. Is that what I call him? You. (laughs) CPU. He showed up and he's like, no, Leia said it's all fine. So she's fine. And that was it. That was the grand conclusion. Just a character off screen was like, no, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not liking it. No. (laughs) I don't know how much more Star Wars I can handle like this. Not like this. They're getting worse. Remember when that first season of Mandalorian was really good? Yeah. Me too. And then remember when they dragged it out? And they just kept beating that dead horse? That was earlier this year. That's crazy. That was the end of episode two. Or season two. And then they had Obi-Wan, which was way too good. Uh, and then they had and then the Boba Book of Fett, which was so So much bad. better. Oh my god, so bad. <laughs> Truly, like, probably the best Star Wars show ever made. What else did we watch this week? <laughs> uh, Kitchen Nightmare. Yeah. So I wanted to bring this up because it's the third episode. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's really It's so good. It's literally the show again. Yeah. 
I love it. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's comforting. It's nice to watch <laughs> it in 4K. Mm-hmm. And it's, Gordon's not completely mean. He has amazing one-liners, though. Oh, man. He came in swinging with the one-liners. Yeah, he <laughs> insulted the owner. He said, I won't even trust you to manage a, like a kindergarten, kindergarten food fight. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. He's got some real good zingers. <laughs> it's worth watching just for that. <laughs> This week's episode looks like it's going to be real, like, he's going to deal with some real annoying toads. Yeah, the two, toads. <laughs> two idiot brothers. Yeah. So if you're not watching it, go check it out. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Similarly, Great British Bake Off. I've been loving it this season so far. I think Allison, I think that's her name. Pretty sure it's Allison. An amazing new host <laughs> for for the, the lineup. Excuse me. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. This <laughs> is <a> dog sneezes. <laughs> Uh, great cooking shows. Woo-hoo. Yep. Beef. We finished Beef. We did. Again, I know it's a older series from earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Last week we said we we're halfway through it. We finished it. We did. It's A24. It definitely, <laughs> like, it starts like, this isn't that A24. And then, like, it's becoming more and more A24. <laughs> yeah, it, it, to the point where I thought about the ending there, I was like, so messed up. Like last week, I was like, surely we can't have a second season of this show. I, I would have like made we sense. Could. And now I'm like, oh, we could totally have a second season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, it was very smart, very emotional. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's sl- it starts slow. You have to like get past that first episode, but once you do that, you're good. <laughs> yep. The acting's great. Cinematography's great. All the acting. Every actor. I was surprised at how good everyone was. They killed Andrew Santino. They did. They killed a lot of people at the end there. <laughs> yeah. That but was... Andrew did a good job. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, if you're just looking for a crazy drama, mm-hmm. that's one right there. If you've already seen it, then you already know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's definitely room for a second season. Mm-hmm. Let's try and explain what was going on there. Yeah. Okay. Here's the one you want to talk about. Yeah. It's 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 Mike Flanagan's newest work. It's Fall of the House of Usher. If you don't know who Mike Flanagan is... We've raved about him constantly. Well, I was going to say, go get a life <laughs> and watch Netflix. Uh, Bly, Bly Manor. Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Bly Manor. Midnight Mass. The Midnight Club. All, and now the Fall of the House of Usher. All great. He's got a very, like, a specific style of delivering... Uh, suspense and horror mm-hmm. very smart uh, some are better than others Midnight Mass I think is his weakest but still good um, it's considered his best one really? yeah really? yeah wow because it tackles religion and addiction well I guess it does and it, it tackles the big ones it's very clever in how it does it too yep uh, no I love me some angels now he's doing Fall the House of Usher and we're we're only halfway through it and it's great. It's a bunch of references to the like classic Edgar Allan Poe, which it's all based on. And it's done so smartly. It's fun if you know the references. It's fun if you don't know the references cuz I don't know all of them. But it makes me want to go and read them all so I do know all the references. Yep. Uh I love it. It's great. <laughs> so in one of the last episodes we watched was What's it called? Which one? The one where the cat scratches his eye. Oh, Black Cat. Black Cat? Yeah. (laughs) 
this demon ghost cat scratches this dude's eye. Yeah. He's pissed off at it. He can hear it in the walls. And he has a replica of Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was referencing there. <laughs> and he uses the replica to smash through his entire apartment, hunting this invisible cat Mm -hmm. that only he can see which is how like it's so smart because i forgot about the part with the cat because in the i read the the story the cat he does kill it in the original story and then it does come back but he doesn't go out looking for it it just comes back but it's missing an eye and so he that i didn't think about that part until it happened yeah, he popped its eye out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that is a part that happened. <laughs> and so it scratched his eye, an eye for an eye. Yes, yes. Uh, very bloody show. Great dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, very intricate. Like, even though you, you go in knowing, like, the premise sets up, like, these six people die. This yep. is basically the story of how they die. But there's still a lot of, like, intrigue and mystery because someone's an informant working against the, the, the house. And so Mr. Usher, Roderick, <laughs> Roderick, yeah. main character, puts a hit on them Yeah. for what, 500 million? 50 million, something 50 like that. 50 million in cash. Yeah. And so he basically, because he did that, his family is just attacking each other. And they also... While there's some supernatural forces coming in to mm-hmm. kind of... So, do away with things. And so you're also just sitting there being like, what is the supernatural force? Because there's always like a reasoning behind why the magic is happening. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, but what is it? So it's very thrilling, nail-biting. It is a lot. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it as well. I just, I want to watch the rest before I can really form my opinion. Because usually it's that last, two to last episodes where mm-hmm. you're like... Okay, I kind of understand it now. Yeah. And then a month later, you'll be like, I got it. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I just realized. <laughs> so the box office this weekend. It's no surprise Taylor Swift came in with $92 million. Oh, what a surprise. I didn't know it came out this weekend. I said that last week. There's literally a podcast about it. I thought it was going to be later. I don't know. <laughs> I knew it was happening soon. Okay. I, a time doesn't work. What did you say? Time is re- is is revenant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so ninety two million for that one movie. Mm-hmm. Next up, number two, The Exorcist Believer made ten million. How are reviews going for this one? Uh, people are not liking it. Damn. Well, oh well. <laughs> and then the mighty movie Paw Patrol, yeah. number three. Yeah. Saw 10. Yeah. Number four. I've um, heard good reviews for Saw 10. But fans are liking it. Number five, The Creator. Number four, The Blind. I've heard The Creator's not good. <laughs> Alternatively. <laughs> uh, number seven, A Haunting in Venice. Uh-huh. Number eight, The Nun. Two. Boo. <laughs> number nine, The Equalizer 3. Is Has it happened? Number 10... What is it? Dumb money. Barbie is out of the top ten. Number eleven. Hocus Pocus. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Thirty year anniversary release. Wow. And the number twelve, Barbie. Wow. Thirteen weeks and she's finally out of the top ten. Which means it should come to streaming soon, right? You would hope so. It took Maverick forever, and that movie was worth the wait. 
<laughs> it is a good one. I really like Maverick. You'd be amazed how often I think about it. <laughs> really? I think about it a lot. <laughs> it was really good. I loved the characters. It was a good story. I can't believe someone told me they thought the original was still better. I can't believe people liked the original at all. It sucked. <laughs> it was a bad movie. <laughs> that movie did not deserve that good of a sequel. <laughs> if they called it anything else, I would have been like, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. The fact that it is a sequel that showed up 30 years later, mm-hmm. 40 years later. I feel like you could you could, you, you could, could definitely just skip the first one. Mm-hmm. You do not need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, if you really needed to know about Maverick and Ice. And Goose. And Goose. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing really there. Yeah. <laughs> So, now it is crunch time. Yeah. See, we've done it backwards. <laughs> we lulled you into a false sense of security. <laughs> so, which one? I requested this one because we talked about it a there's, little bit last week. There's two. I'm, I'm going to start with the other one. Muns and Almond Joy. <laughs> Muns? <laughs> Muns. Mound. It's like a, a mound, mound of, of shit. It does look like shit. The Hershey shits. <laughs> it does look like a little poop. <laughs> a sweetened coconut ch- covered in dark chocolate. Yeah, that's oh. all, all it is. It's just an almond. The almond joy is similar, but covered in milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. And and an almond joy comes with an almond. That's the biggest difference. <laughs> what? Have you never had a mound before? I hate fake coconut. (laughs) Yes. It really bothers me, and it's not good or delicious. And of course, Hershey's makes these. Mm Mm-hmm. What a surprise. I I don't like coconut. I hate it. But sometimes I get a real hankering for a mound or an almond joy. Really? Yeah. As a kid, I hated them. But now... Something about them just becomes satisfying to me. <laughs> There's nothing to say other than after yeah. World War II, the prices raised to ten cents. <laughs> what was it before? Five. Oh, double. And you got two pieces. Oh well, then that's the same. That's the same. <laughs> Almond Joy. Yeah. In the picture they have here, there's two almonds on, like, it's split in half. If you go to Wikipedia, it's one almond joy split in half, and there's an almond on each half. I don't think they do that. I think there's only one almond per almond joy. They must be smaller, then. Maybe. They only come in, like, trick-or-treat size. (laughs) The fun size, you mean? (laughs) There's no other option for almond joy. (laughs) Yeah. Almond Joy, made in 1946 due to the popularity of Muns. <laughs> the mound came first? Yep. No way. Yep. It's crazy to me that an Almond Joy, everything about an Almond Joy individually, I hate. I can't stand milk chocolate. I hate coconut. And I don't like almonds. It's weird putting them together. I'm into. But. What? What do you mean, what? <laughs> you take away the almond and you love your muns. Mounds are good, too. If you, but sometimes I appreciate the chew of an almond. Within. These are just nasty. They're not for everybody. <laughs> I don't think many kids. Do, who likes coconut? I can only think of one person in my life I've seen actually eat almond joys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my great uncle. He served in Vietnam. 
Do you think it's related? <laughs> Maybe. Since they got this war thing going on here. Um, but no, he just obviously was happy to eat a candy bar. I always think it is charming when old folks eat sweets. Because they very, I maybe it's because growing up they always were like, can't have too much sugar. But whenever old people are just enjoying candies that or they cakes. They eat so much candy they, and cake. Yeah, especially if it's more than Dude, the, like, gross hard cream? candies. Yeah. They are, they goo-goo. Yeah, because they, have, they have no teeth. So they just pull their dentures out and they're just gummy. <laughs> they just want that ice cream. <laughs> it's ice cream, alcohol, and sex. And that's what feels like old white person. <laughs> and cigarettes. And that's that's a classic elder combo. <laughs> uh, we live next to a uh, retirement community. Yeah. And every morning, if you come out at a specific time, you'll see an old man sitting out there. Yeah. And he's just smoking a cigar. Yep, yep, yep. Every morning. Creatures of habit, they yep. are. <laughs> it's like, you can smoke that on your patio. Nope. He's got to get out and see the flowers. <laughs> yeah. He's not even looking at them. <laughs> so, what is left? Uh, what, any plans for the rest of the week? So, there's going to be two garbage eggs. Yeah. There will be a garbage eggs this Friday. I'm excited for it. There will be the 100th episode next week. Yeah. We gotta figure something out. Maybe? Maybe? I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm giving you two garbage eggs. That might be, like, who, who needs to celebrate 100? Who could celebrate 101? Donations with the bad concept art. <laughs> I know our garbage eggs are to celebrate Halloween and the spooky season. Yeah, yeah. Um, one's about a cryptid. I yeah. guess you can call it that for now. Uh-huh. And the other one is the ranking of Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have a very different way of doing it this time. We're, we'll, we'll explain it when we get there. Yes, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. So if you enjoyed the Christmas one, there's going to be this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas did not make this list, no. obviously. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but it is time to watch it. So if you're watching it, rewatch it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so the other garbage eggs will come out next next Friday. Yeah, if so everything goes according to plan. Basically, Tuesday coffee break, Friday garbage eggs. Tuesday coffee break, Friday garbage eggs. A lot of content for you guys. And then, Spoiled. <laughs> yeah, we spoil you. <laughs> well, you got something coming. Yeah. So I, my daily reviews keep yep. plugging along. You're yes, still doing them. Yesterday I had a mad panic. Because I was like, I forgot to make it public. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did it. It was fine. I, I did it. <laughs> there you go. Um, I finished a video. It will be posted to Patreon t- Tuesday. So probably when you're listening to this, it'll be available on Patreon. And then it'll be available on Wednesday. Publicly. It's <clears throat> it's going to be about ghost adventures. <laughs> it's a video about ghost adventures. About how much you love it? You know it. Especially when we watched that new episode last weekend. God, it was so stupid. Oh my god, it was just, it was amazing how many how many stupid leaps they made. <laughs> There's nothing to remember. No, I rem- the only part was when they said so statistically proven. Oh, like oh god, nine hundred people have this passed. Happened. They're, they're like nine hundred people have passed away in the mines, and then Zach goes. Well, I'm willing to bet it's probably in the thousands, actually. It's like, well, 900 was so already... So matter of fact. <laughs> it was already a big but number. <laughs> screw the, the actual documents that Jay has. Yeah. Zach just throws thousands. I, I, I realized... What a dick. I called both of the other guys Billy, and I don't bother remembering which one is actually Billy. 
Billy's the fatter one. That doesn't, that really doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Jay looks like the one who never came out of the emo era. That, okay. He's usually in front of a monitor doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm working on these garbage eggs. Halloween's coming way too quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm already seeing Christmas seeping through. I know. I can't stand it. Let us have our Halloween. You can take Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just let me have my Halloween. <laughs> oh, we got uh, reunited with Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned that earlier. Yep. It's been a lot of fun. It's, yeah, it's really fun to play it again. I'm on four stars. Oh, <laughs> we're bragging. I'm on three stars. I am bragging. How are you doing in the app? <laughs> I'm not as high as you, so yeah. I gotta brag where I can. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm hungry. <laughs> So what, you want to call that an episode? Yeah. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great week. Keep your eyes peeled for fun stuff coming out. Yep. It sounds like you got a lot of fun content coming. Yeah. And everybody else is doing their Halloween stuff. Yep. So, yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Keep the spirits going. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Using a mouse left-handed? That's normal. No. When you're a Mac user. <laughs> no. And I can do it all over. <laughs> oh. Yuck. I, I hate your mouse so much. <laughs> you know, it takes time to learn them. But I love that I have to scroll across the entire desk to move across the screen an inch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. <laughs>